Hi there, my name is Ruth Asara, and you're welcome to Abba's Word Podcast, where we talk about the love of God, we fellowship with the Holy Spirit, and we have faith to carry on from the Word of God. Matthew 11:28 says, Come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Jesus is calling you to come. Every other week on Saturdays, we'll be posting new episodes here on Abba's Word Podcast. Be sure to tune in and fire your faith once again and let those feeble knees again be strong to walk in the love of God. God bless you. Hey guys, you're welcome to yet another episode of Abba's Word Podcast. Yeah, so how have you all been? How was, how was your week? Um, how did your week go? Um, with school, work, everything. And I hope it went well. And I'm so excited to do this episode with y'all again. And I hope y'all enjoyed the last episode where I talked about, um, well, I was just apologizing and I'm sorry for anyone that has gone through some hard times with a Christian. Uh, apologizing for maybe a Christian hurts you or things like that. And how to find your way again back to God. Um, if you've not listened to it and you're wondering about wondering what about what I'm like saying right now, you have no idea, please I encourage you to go ahead, listen to the last um, episode. It's titled I'm sorry. But unfortunately that episode will just be available on Spotify. Well this one will not. This one won't just be available this is going to be available on, on um, excuse me, on all other episodes. Sorry, on all other platforms. On Anchor, on Radiocast, on, on Apple, on just on different ones. On Spotify, name it, like Overcast, Google Podcast. Yeah. So please go ahead, listen to me, and I pray and I hope to hear from you how it helps you. Okay, yeah, so again, I'm your humble host, Ruth Usaro. Yeah, so you're welcome back again. Now, let's go down to the topic of the day. Well, you know, from my last episode, I said I was not going to, I was not really going to have like a set day to record. I was just going to, you know, hop on <laughs> and say things and say what the Lord has placed on my heart. Like, I'm not literally going to have a specific day to um, record anymore. As the Lord is bringing it to my heart, I'm just going to open my mouth and it will fill my mouth and it will say, and I will say whatever He wants me to say. Actually, what I wanted to talk about today was um, totally different from what I'm going to say right now. Because what daddy wants me to say and you're going to keep hearing daddy all through um this segment or this episode because daddy is god okay i've grown to know him and i already see him as my father so before before i really start this episode in my career for those that don't know that i'm an athlete yeah i'm an athlete I run track, and all through the course of my career, I've 
actually experienced God in mighty ways. And when I mean mighty ways, like it's beyond what you're just thinking about, like beyond my imagination. And I know that I'm still yet to experience Him in mighty ways that my mind cannot even comprehend. And in the course of my career, you know, when people ask me, would you accredit this success to what, what or who do you accredit this huge performance, a beautiful performance to, my, my, the answer I give is, is God. I just tell them, God. And you know, they, I've gotten lots of responses like, why don't you give yourself some credit, you know? Give yourself some, some credit that, you know, you did well, you, you're the one who did this and all. And that just takes me back to what I want to talk about today, like self-glorification, self-boasting. You know, as believers, the Lord doesn't just want us, the Lord doesn't want us to boast in ourselves. And what do I mean by that? That doesn't mean that he has not given you the confidence. He has given you confidence. But he doesn't want you to boast in yourself. Now, whenever I hear responses like, um, I mean, give yourself some credit. You did this, you did that. Give yourself some credit. And I'm like, no, I can't give myself any credit because I didn't wake myself up. I didn't take myself off the bed. God did. And you might, you might feel like right now I'm sounding so spiritual, but that's all right. That's fine. I don't care how... How, how I sound to you right now. I don't care how it comes to you right now. But this is exactly what God has laid in my heart to talk about. That as believers, we need to stay away from self-boasting and self-glorification. And I'm going to be highlighting some Bible verses that the Lord also took me to, um, talking about this same thing, this same thing called self-boasting and self-glorification. I want you to know that even before you get that award, before you were given that promotion or whatever, um, you know, achievement you've had in your course of life, the Lord made it happen. And just waking up each morning is the grace of God. You cannot say your alarm woke you up. Because if you put the alarm beside a dead person, the dead person will not, will not rise again. So we literally cannot say our alarm woke us up. It's the grace of God that wakes us up every single day, every single time. It's the grace of God that gives you that, that idea that changes everything. It's the grace of God that gives you that idea that's going to help the, help the company, help your group, help your family, help your marriage, help your career, whatever it is that you see yourself doing. I cannot boast in what I never did. Because it's not me. No, like no matter how much achievement, no matter how big your achievement is in this life, never ever say that you did that. Because it's Christ that is doing it through you, especially if you're a believer. We should never go along the lines of what the world always say that, yes, you did that, yes, you did that. No, God did it through you. You are just a vessel. If it's not in you, you are nothing. If God has not brought that idea to you, you are nothing. Again, I say you are nothing. If God 
did not work everything out for your good. If God isn't working in you, again, I, I am nothing. If God is not the one doing all those beautiful and marvelous things in me. As believers, God is calling us to a standard of, 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 of literally putting self to death permanently. And through my book, like, what do I mean by self? Self literally means just glorifying your, like, your own desire. Self literally means thinking of yourself above what you're supposed to be. Self literally means, you know, glorifying yourself. You're placing yourself before God. You're saying that you did everything by your strength and by your power and by, and by your might and by your wisdom. No, God is the giver of wisdom. God created you so he knows how to give you wisdom. God created you so he knows the strength that he needs to give you. Nothing that you do is by your power. Again, nothing that you do is by your power. Nothing that I do is by my power. And I want us to come to this consciousness. Even Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10, he says, I am what I am by the grace of God. Apostle Paul here was talking, excuse me, was talking to the people in Corinth. And he was telling them that he's not even worthy to be an apostle. Why? Why, Why did Apostle Paul say he's not worthy to be an apostle? And this was in verse 9 of 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter 15. He, he told us, that because he persecuted the church, for those that are not aware of the life of Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul, Apostle Paul persecuted Christians. Apostle Paul persecuted the church. Anyone that is that he that he ever laid his eyes on that that you know preaching the word, worshiping God, he literally put them to death. But on his way to on his way to Damascus, going to do the same thing, persecuting Christians again, the Lord. The Lord made sure that he met him on that journey. So Apostle Paul had an encounter with the Lord on his way to Damascus. And that's where everything was changed. That's where everything was changed. That's where Apostle Paul saw who Jesus was. He encountered the person of Christ. He encountered the Lordship of Christ. He encountered Jesus. And he saw the mighty power that Jesus had. But the Lord had to blind Apostle Paul before he got into Damascus. The Lord blinded Apostle Paul, but at the end of the day, the Lord gave him back his sight. What a, what a merciful God and faithful God and gracious God. But that's not the topic for today. I want to just give us a background of what Apostle Paul was, if you've not really read who he was. If, you've not, um, if you have no idea of who Apostle Paul is or you don't know where the story is, I... I, I I would suggest you go to read. You go and read the book of um, the book of mm, the book of Romans. Yeah, start from Romans. I think you can start from Romans to know what Apostle Paul was, and things to like take you down there. Romans. I hope. Yeah, I really hope I'm right. Yeah, I think you start from Romans down to um, Corinthians and Galatians and Ephesians and yeah, Philippians, all of those other yans and yans and yans and yans. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, where was I? Okay, so, I was at Apostle Paul saying that he was not worthy to even be called an apostle because he persecuted the church. But now, Apostle Paul is one of the most 
talked about apostles in the Bible. He wrote most of the books in the New Testament. He saw, he saw surpassingly great revelation. The Lord literally opened the eyes of, the eyes of, of Paul's understanding. He was able to see. He was able to comprehend. He was able to understand. He was even able to understand more than the teachers of the law, more than the Pharisees, more than the Sadducees. He was able to understand. He was able to comprehend. He was able to get what Jesus was, you know, the message that Jesus, Jesus, Jesus wants to pass across to us. The message he wanted to pass across in the past, that is passing across in the present, that is also going to pass across to future generations. And Apostle Paul said, it's not worthy to be called an apostle because he persecuted the church. Then he went for that to say in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10, that it's by his grace that he is what he is. So I say that to myself each day. Whenever people ask me, what, what can you accredit this beautiful performance to in my academics, in my career? I literally say, I thank God. It's by the grace of God. I don't think of myself more than how I'm supposed to think of myself. I don't see myself higher than anybody. I don't see myself, you know, on a high pedestal than anybody because it is by his grace that I am who I am. If not for the grace of God upon your life, you won't be where you're supposed to be right now. Yeah, you might be thinking that things are not going right, things are not making sense. But when you begin to accredit those successes to yourself, that is the day that your fall begins to start. There's always the saying, pride comes before a fall, which is so true. Which is so true. And Apostle Paul actually made us understand again in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and chapter 12. Please, when you have time, go for that to read that, those chapters. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and 12. It makes us understand. Earlier, uh, earlier on in, um, in, in chapter 11, it makes us understand that um, if he is to boast, Apostle Paul here was talking about himself right now, that if he is to boast, he won't be talking. It won't be talk, it won't be saying what the Lord wants him to say, but instead it will be talking as a fool. So never you accredit those successes to yourself. It's not just it's not you who did it. It is God that did it in you. Remember, someone else can also do that. Remember, someone else can also you know, break those records that you think can't be broken. Remember, someone else can also get that contract. Someone else can also get that promotion. But God chose you, not just not because of anything else, not because you've worked hard enough. No, it's by His grace that He chose you. And for Apostle Paul to say that if he begins to boast in himself, he won't talk like the Lord. He won't talk in the, in the, way, that, in the way that Jesus wants him to. But instead, he will talk as a fool. Which simply means that anyone that boasts in themselves talks as a fool. So literally meaning boasting in yourself equals to foolishness. Literally meaning when you boast in yourself, you're a fool. And this is not me saying it, no. I beg your pardon, it's not me. <laughs> Apostle Paul is the one telling us that. When you boast in yourself, you're just literally a fool. Because you're not supposed to boast in yourself. Because you have nothing to boast of. Except if you're boasting in Christ. Except if you're boasting in the, in the, in the miracles of God. Except in your boast, if you're boasting in who God is. When you're telling people, I know my God. When you're sharing your testimony, that is boasting in God. 
when you're encouraging another a fellow believer about what God has done in you and 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 also encouraging encouraging the believer that God can do it in them that is you boasting in God you know there is something that the Lord wants us to have which is humility self-boasting leads to pride in fact it doesn't just lead to pride self-boasting is pride itself that's the beginning of a man's downfall when you think that everything you've acquired right now in life you did it all by your power you did it all by your strength that is where your downfall begins that is not like that's literally where your downfall begins not just not just saying it out loud just even thinking about it just even thinking about it. I want us to know that just even thinking about it that everything that you've acquired you did it all by your power all because of your hard work all because of your consistency you know as an athlete most times when I wake up in the morning I'm like I really don't feel like going to practice today I literally do not feel like going to practice I don't feel like I want to just stay in bed let me just stay in bed let me just stay at home relax you know and chill but God in me won't let me do that like by myself I'll just be like yeah I'm not going to practice I mean, I've done, I've, I've, I've had great performances, I've had records, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Yeah, to me, I would have just said all of those things. But I just hear the Holy Spirit again encouraging me, like, so much. Encouraging me and telling me, you know, you can't, you can't be tired. I'm your strength. My strength is made perfect for you in your weakness. Go to practice. Come on, you got this. Try, try getting up to bed. You know, just, just take a step. Go shower, play some music. Pray. Pray first. And you find strength in the place of prayer, okay? Pray first, then. This is what you wear. Like, the, the Holy Spirit literally picks out my practice wear sometimes. I mean, I mean, this might sound crazy to other people, but yes, because most times when I'm on my bed and I... And I'm like, what would I wear to practice? It just gives me an image. And I'm like, yup, that's it. That's what I'm wearing. <laughs> so that's actually another way to build your relationship with God. And that's another, that's, that's another way to, you know, involve God in your daily, in your day-to-day, minute-to-minute, second-to-second, microsecond-to-microsecond. Is there another one? I don't think. Yeah. Well, that's it for the time. <laughs> minute-to-minute activities. That's how you can also involve God in it. Well, that would also be another the time how to involve God in your daily life okay yeah that's another episode on its own but my main point here is God has been my motivator no one sees no one sees the part where I feel lazy to stand up for practice or I feel lazy to go to class I feel lazy to do this and do that no one literally sees that most times it's just me and my best friends <laughs> they literally know me in and out in my family no one, no one else, no one else aside from that circle does. But you know what actually gives me joy, what stands me up on my feet is each morning is because of Christ, is Jesus. So whenever God gives me a great performance, I'm not even hesitant to say he's Jesus. I'm not hesitant to say Jesus Christ is my hope of glory. I'm not hesitant to say Jesus gave me this. I'm not hesitant to say Jesus did this for me. I'm not hesitant. It is literally 
natural in me to give an answer that it is by his grace that I am who I am. So I will never accredit anything to myself because by myself I am nothing. By myself I am I am I am I am worthless. By myself I am just insane because Christ came so I can be worthy. Christ came for me to be worthy. Christ came for me. And if and if the whole if Jesus didn't exist, if the Holy Spirit was never was never in my day-to-day life, I will never ever be motivated to do anything in this life. So why on earth will I accredit accredit the blessings of God to myself instead of accrediting it and accrediting it, accrediting it to him and giving him back all the praise and glory that he deserves? So I beg you, never think you achieve anything just by your power. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to show us a story here. It's the story of a king, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar. This story is in Daniel chapter 4. So if you want to go ahead to read that story, that story literally opens my eyes and makes me realize that I will never ever, by the grace of God, accredit whatsoever blessing, whatsoever wealth, whatsoever gifts that, that the Lord has decided to bestow on me. I will never accredit it to myself. And in the same reason, people, some people ask me, why, whenever, whenever people tell me thank you, I tell them, thank God. And, and most times they're like, what do you mean, thank God? I'm like, the Lord will make you understand what I mean by thank God. Because it's only by his grace I do the things I do. It's by his grace that I am kind. It's by his grace that, that, that I am sweet, as some people will say. <laughs> you're sweet, you're kind. It's by his grace. Without his grace, I am nothing. I am none of this. Without his grace, I am not kind. I am very, very wicked. Without his grace, I am not sweet. I am so bitter. Without his grace, I am not, I, I, I am not smart. I am so dumb. <laughs> yeah, you might feel like I'm insulting myself, but this is the truth here, yeah, guys. Without his grace, you are not who you, go, who you are right now. Without his grace, you're literally nothing. It's by the grace of God that we are what we are. And it's by his grace that we will become what 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 we want to become in no not just what we want to become but by it's by his grace that we will become what he wants us to become isn't that beautiful that his grace is always sufficient now let's go back to what i said before about the story i would love to share with you guys and this is in daniel chapter 4 this is about a king about a king called king nebuchadnezzar so king nebuchadnezzar was the king of was the king of Babylon, okay? And yeah, he had, he had great riches. The world was literally at the fingertips of King Nebuchadnezzar. The world was literally at the fingertips of King Nebuchadnezzar. Like King Nebuchadnezzar woke up one day and you know, he was just admonishing the beautiful things that were, that was in the city and he was praising himself. And, and, and he said, that it was by his it was by his mighty power that he was able to build the great Babylon. It was by his mighty power that he did all of this. It was by his mighty hands, it was by his wisdom, beautiful things. And the scripture made us to understand in Daniel chapter 4, verse either verse 29 or verse 30. And the scripture says that while King Nebuchadnezzar was still speaking. Literally, while the word, while the things that King Nebuchadnezzar was still saying, while it was still in his mouth, the Lord, the Lord told King Nebuchadnezzar that his throne 
will be stripped off from him. His throne was still going to be there, but he told Nebuchadnezzar, sorry, excuse me, not stripped off from him, but he told Nebuchadnezzar that he was going to eat grass like an animal. He was going to live in the bush for seven years just because of how he exalted himself and was trying to exalt himself above God. He was trying to, and even before that, there was a warning actually. God showed, God showed King Nebuchadnezzar a dream about, about him, you know, him, about God taking him to the forest or taking him to, to where the wild animals stay and, 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 and they'll be eating grass and all of these other things. He's going to act like, like a wild animal, like he's going to act strictly like a wild animal. But King Nebuchadnezzar never paid attention to all of this. The dream was interpreted by Daniel. Daniel told him. He told King Nebuchadnezzar to renounce his sins and, and, and say the Lord is the, is, the most, is, is, is the sovereign God of all the earth. But King Nebuchadnezzar, he never did that. But he rose and said in his mighty power he made all of this. He has the world at his fingertips and every other beautiful thing. He said he, he, said he did it by his power. He did it by his own might. But the Lord had to humble him by taking him to the, to the forest, to where the wild animals lived, and treated him like an animal. And the Lord told King Nebuchadnezzar that not until you agree and testify and say with your mouth that he is the sovereign God above the earth, is the sovereign God in all the earth, not until then, not until then you'll be restored. King Nebuchadnezzar stayed in the forest, as we call it now, for seven good years. He acted like a, like a wild animal. Not until he opened his mouth to say, the Lord is sovereign. And the Lord restored him. And the beautiful thing about the story is that the Lord didn't take his throne away from him. I know I said the Lord did before, but I'm sorry, I just... <laughs> I just, I made a mistake there, so just crash that. The Lord did not take his throne from him. The scripture even makes us understand that the Lord restored him better than he was before. The Lord restored him literally better than, better than he was before. The Lord restored him, like totally, totally the Lord restored him. Isn't it beautiful that the Lord didn't just say, okay, I'm going to strip you of all your blessings, I'm going to take you to the forest. I won't give you your throne anymore. You'll be miserable or blah. No, our God is a wicked. I know you might be thinking, but man, that's harsh. That's mean. And you might be thinking God is wicked, but God isn't wicked. God wants us to come to a place of humility. He wants us to come to a place of humility. He wants us to come to a place of humility. He doesn't want us to be proud. The Bible says that he, he resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. That's what the scripture says. He resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. So if you're proud, the Lord will humble you. But do not wait for the Lord to humble you yet. Like, brothers and sisters, if you're listening to me, do not wait for the Lord to humble you yet. Literally, don't wait for him to humble you yet. 
you know you're walking in pride. You know you've been, you've been thinking about things and you've been telling yourself it's by your power. You've been saying things to you. You've been saying things like, oh, if not for me, this place will crumble. If not for me, all this, this won't happen. If not for me, if not for you, if not for you, if not for you, what? Do not let the Lord humble you. If you know you're struggling with pride, take it to God and ask Him to help you. Ask Him to get rid of anything that is self in you. Anything that wants to glorify you instead of glorifying God. Ask Him to strip it away from you. Ask God to strip it away from you. If for nothing but just remembering the story of Nebuchadnezzar. The story of Nebuchadnezzar is a story to show us why humility is important in our walk with God. And you might not even be that person that says things like, um, oh, I did it on my power, I did it on my power. You might even be that person that's like, um, that just makes decisions without taking the counsel of God. That's also pride. Because you are relying on your understanding. The scripture says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. That's what Proverbs makes us understand. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Acknowledge there is virtually coming to a place of humility, coming to a place of total submissiveness, that there is nothing that you can do. For the Scriptures to have said that lean not on your own understanding. It shows us that our understanding can be deceiving. Our understanding is very, is, is very, very tricky. It's very tricky. It might seem right, but it's not right. The Bible also makes us to understand that there is a way that seemeth right to a man. But the end thereof is destruction. It's literally destruction. There's a way that seems right, but the end thereof is literally destruction. Isaiah 39 verse 21 makes us understand that. It's literally destruction. The way that seems right to a man. But the end thereof is destruction. Isaiah 39 21 says, you will, you, you will hear in, in your ear, this is the way, walk in it. But you will not hear if you have not decided to go and ask. You can never get a response if you've not asked a question. Every response is given because there was a question that was being asked. There was a conversation that, was, that, had, that had already started before a response is given. So I just beg you today, brothers and sisters in Christ, that you should literally submit yourself. You should literally submit yourself. Do not let the Lord humble you. Go back. Go back and repent. If you've ever been thinking that everything you've achieved is by your power. If you've never ever sought the face of God or the counsel of God concerning a decision before making one. Or even concerning what he wants you to do. If you've always made decisions based on your own understanding, that is you thinking that you don't need God, or you you just got it on yourself by, by yourself 
I want you to please go back in repentance and ask the Lord to forgive you. Ask the Lord to help you. The Bible says that we should humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God so that in due time, it will lift us up. And how do we humble ourselves? Through prayer. We humble ourselves through, you know, prayer, through, through fellowship with God, through speaking to Him, through talking to Him, through worship. So in due time, it will raise us up. And just begin to ask the Lord to strip you of everything called self. Because if you keep thinking, if you want, if you keep praying that Father glorify yourself in me, but each day you keep glorifying yourself in your day-to-day activities, the Lord will find no nowhere to glorify himself in you. You need to tell him to come in and strip you of anything called self. You cannot ask the Lord to glorify himself in you, but still glorify yourself in yourself. And I just pray that the Lord will just keep, you know, helping us. We keep helping me. We keep, we'll keep helping you. Are there times that you just want to take the glory? Definitely. But that's where the Holy Spirit comes. That's where the Holy Spirit begins to do a thorough work in your temple. The temple is your body. I, I think I established that yesterday, um, last week, last time, last episode, that your temple is your body. So before the Lord can literally do his work in you, you need to let him come in. You need to tell him, Father, I make space for you. I refuse to, I, I refuse to glorify myself in this thing. Instead, I'm going to glorify you in all things. In all things, brothers and sisters. Not in just one thing. You may be glorifying um, God in, in your studies, but you're not glorifying him in your dressing. Maybe glorifying God in, excuse me, in your academics, but you're not glorifying Him in in your thoughts. Ask the Lord to strip you of anything called self. Anything called self. This flesh needs to die so that the Spirit of God can be made alive in us. This flesh needs to die. The flesh wants to glorify itself. When you're walking by the flesh, you begin to glorify yourself. But when you're walking by the Spirit, you glorify God in you. And not the flesh. And not you. Because you are who you are by the grace of God. And not until you come to that understanding that you are who you are by the grace of God. Just know, your downfall just began. Not until you come to that understanding. God is merciful. God is kind. He's ready to take you back again. He's ready to show you where you fell short. He's not, re- he's not, he's not going to condemn you. Yes, he's going to chastise you. The Bible made us understand in, um, in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, that the Lord chastises those that he loves. The Lord chastises those that he loves. Because the Lord loved Nebuchadnezzar, he had to chastise him. He warned Nebuchadnezzar at first. God didn't just say, he didn't just say, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, because of what he did now, I'm going to take you to the forest, you live there. Mm-mm. He warned him. 
He warned him by giving me hard. If you think he didn't warn him, go back to study Daniel, Daniel chapter 4, the whole of chapter 4. And you will see that the Lord actually warned King Nebuchadnezzar. But he didn't listen. So when you fail to listen to what God has already shown you, when you fail to listen, the Lord has to chastise you. Just like our earthly parents. When, you, when, when they scold you, when they caution you and you don't listen, most times they have to take out the rod, right? For those that were, <laughs> for those that were um, um, whooped while, while growing up. They don't, they don't understand what I'm talking about because I, I was whooped. I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, I was, I was kind of stubborn. <laughs> but yeah, I was whooped. So that's how our Father is. That's how, that's how God is. God is our Father. And He wants to discipline us. He doesn't want us to get spoiled. He doesn't want us to get spoiled. He wants us to fully grow fully grow into, into what he wants us to be. He wants us to grow, to be, that, to be that mature Christian, to be that mature follower of Christ, that you don't have to ask, is this thing bad? That you don't have to ask, is this thing good? You just know. You know if it's bad. You know if it's good. Does it glorify the name of the Lord? If the answer is yes, okay. Does it, does it glorify the name of the Lord? If the answer is no, then you, then you definitely know it's bad. If it doesn't glorify God, if it's not scriptural, if the word of God is not in line with whatever you want to do, then it's definitely not in God. But if the word of God is in line with what you want to do, then you definitely know that it is right. But that's what God is calling us to do as believers. And I just pray that the Lord will keep helping us and Keep showing us the way each and every day, every moment and every time. And that will bring me to the end of today's episode. <laughs> the end of today's um, episode or section or whatever I want to call it right now. Uh, but yeah, and I hope you all enjoyed this episode and you've been able to learn. Well, I've been able to learn even while, even if, it's, even if I'm the one talking, I know that's weird. But yeah, I've been able to learn. <laughs> And I just hope you've been able to do the same. Um, please feel free to, you know, you can leave a, an audio message. You can um, send us an email at abbasword at gmail.com. So abbasword is A-B-B-A-S-W-O-R-D-D at gmail.com. Yeah, so thank you all so much for listening again. Thank you for staying again till this time and for joining us again. I literally do not have any day of um, posting, but like I said earlier, as Lord gives me, I'm going to keep dropping. So just stay tuned, um, stay attentive to whenever I release um, new episodes of what the Lord wants to talk about through me. Thank you all so much again for joining this episode and have a blessed and beautiful day or night or morning or noon. And do not forget, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your path. All through, the, all through the days of your life, all through the rest of your life. Take care, and God bless you. And I love you all so, so much. But before you all go, just take a quick, a quick kiss. Again. <laughs> okay, bye, y'all, and have a blessed day.
って